Is the Denver Broncos offensive tackle depth a concern going into training camp? We share our thoughts as to why we think that, why we also believe there could be an undrafted gem in the wings. You're going to get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is the Broncos offensive tackle position a concern in terms of depth as they prepare for training camp, which, hey, Broncos country, it kicks off this week. We'll have you covered every single day, every step of the way. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert over there, predominantlyorange.com. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, Sarah, here we are once again. This is the week where training camp begins. Our position previews, they come to an end with offensive tackle, interior offensive line, and lastly, interior defensive line will wrap up this week. And then it's here. The festivities, the fun, all the action that everybody in Broncos country has been waiting for. Broncos football is officially back, my friend. And tell you what, there's a it's important to talk about this offensive tackle position because they have some strong suits there in terms of their starters. They got better at the position, but we also have questions about the depth and whether or not it is good enough in the event any of the starters were to miss time. Yeah, this has been a position of question, I think, for many fans in Broncos country for a few years now. I guess even uh, you could go back as far as when they drafted Garrett Bowles. Like this has been a position of need for the team, whether left tackle, right tackle or both for quite some time now. The Broncos really haven't had anything solidified. Even if you go back to that Super Bowl 50 team, that those positions really weren't solidified per se. So it's it's a position group that it, it's if the Broncos can find long term options here, which hopefully they have. Have, it'll be a long time coming but then of course you know there's the situation that could this be Garrett Bowles last year in Denver given his contract situation or will they extend him again I guess we'll we're fixing to find out right as Gary Kubiak always said and we'll continue to, <laughs> to say that on this podcast because it's a great phrase but Cody I love this the top of this tackle position with Bowles and Mike McGlinchey coming in through free agency you've got the big money free agent you've got the former first round pick and these guys are both former first round picks right so a lot of talent there and then they've kind of proven that they're at least average or above average at their position so you love that and then for depth wise which is what we're talking about on this group here are the names to be looking for isaiah prince Cam Fleming, the the grizzled veteran who played a lot last year, Christian Deloro, Quinn Bailey, who we've seen at times play tackle, at times play guard, Alex Palczewski, the former All-American from Illinois. And then, of course, rounding out the group is Demontre Jacobs, an undrafted free agent out of uh, South Florida. So, Cody, it's uh, a lot of young guys at this position group and some guys who have maybe gotten the chance to play in the past, but maybe like, you know, I think of Quinn Bailey, who's got the chance to play, but has he proven that he could be an option at tackle? Not quite sure, but the this position group certainly looks better, in my opinion, than it did at the beginning of last year. 
100% better than it did last year. I, I think obviously some key losses in the offseason for them. I think the biggest one, Calvin Anderson. But, you know, it's not like he he left and he's going to go be a backup for some other team. He's going to go start for the New England Patriots. And so obviously that's a testament to how hard Calvin has worked. We've been a big supporter of Calvin here on the show. I think his loss is, is massive because, hey, we have seen over the course of the last few seasons a Broncos offensive tackle deal with an injury. And Calvin had to step into place. He had to play left tackle. He's had to play right tackle. So for me, obviously the key offseason acquisition of Mike McGlinchey, that is big for the Broncos. And hopefully he can answer that decades-long void that has been there with just a rotating Band-Aid solution. Maybe he can be the long-term guy. He's got all the talent. He's got all the tools. He's a savvy veteran. He knows how to win. He's been part of the winning franchise. That's big. And as you mentioned with Garrett Bowles, there's a lot riding on this season for him. To me, though, if any of these guys were to suffer some kind of injury, how comfortable do we feel? I don't know how comfortable I feel just yet, right? You mentioned Cam Fleming. Well, here's the deal. He got brought back late, late into the offseason versus early on in free agency. This was during mandatory minicamp is when he came back. And during that process, he didn't do anything on the field because he had to get in shape. So he was going to every position drill, observing but then he had to get back into shape. So I'm, I'm not sure what that has looked like. We're obviously going to find out this week as training camp approaches. If he gets into shape, he is a legitimate lock, in my opinion, as a key backup behind either of those two guys there. But really, outside of that, it is wide open behind Cam Fleming in terms of who can be the other offensive tackle backup, which to me, it's a little bit concerning, but it's also maybe surprising in a sense as well. Maybe we'll come away from training camp. Maybe we'll come away from the preseason blown away by it because of the names that you mentioned there. And Isaiah Prince, probably one of the guys that strikes me as one of the more interesting names to keep an eye on just because. Because he has former experience, you know, he started some games, not a lot of sample size there for him. Obviously, he sat out some years due to the COVID thing that was going on in 2020 for NFL teams. He wait, he often signed the waiver to get out of that season. So the Cincinnati Bengals had him on the practice squad. They elevated him to the active roster several times. And so he's got the experience. And look, he comes out of Ohio State as well. He's an athletic tackle. Can he carry all that over? And can he maybe fit into Sean Payton's system really well? This is where training camp and, and obviously the preseason are going to be so big for a guy like Isaiah Prince, who has, I think, the tools to be that guy, but he's going to have to prove it. And look, there's a long list of guys competing for that spot. I have no idea how it's going to go, but I am a little anxious about maybe the overall arching depth at the position right now. Yeah, they're going to have to really get some good evaluations on these guys. And of course, trusting offensive line coach Zach Streif to come in and get the most out of those young players like Isaiah Prince, who you're right. He he has the measurables. He has outstanding length at the tackle position. And now it's going to be putting that all together. Can you be disciplined? Can you be well coached out there? Can you have good technique and form? Can you run this offense at a high level? Because if you make the roster, we've talked about this before, Sean Payton, he doesn't really keep very many offensive linemen on his 53 typically in new orleans he was keeping eight guys so that means maybe one swing tackle and two extra interior linemen if we go based on his history so who who would be that guy at the tackle position who could also maybe slide in and play some guard for you or if they could play center even so it's the more you can do right and, and if you show out in the preseason that's going to help but it's going to be a big couple of weeks for these guys getting into camp getting the pads on showing what they can do against a hungry pass rush group as we've talked about 
had in the past, those guys also have a lot to prove. So it's it's two position groups going up against each other daily in training camp with a lot to prove. And I think that kind of competition is going to breed, hopefully, some success for the team. So that would be a, a step in the right direction, specifically at offensive tackle. We have seen the position the last couple of years struggle, I think, with the offensive scheme that's been put in place, whether it be pass protection, getting the run game going. That has to be better this upcoming season, and we'll see how it all plays out during training camp. We'll have you covered here every single day that the Broncos have practiced, leading up through the entire season and even throughout the entire offseason because every single day all year long we have you covered here, Locked on Broncos. We're going to get into a deeper conversation on today's episode of the show, though, as we focus on specific position battles to keep an eye on, which players are competing for what spots, who should Broncos country keep their eye on. You're going to get that and much more in today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you, our friends over there at LinkedIn Jobs. And look, if you're looking to make a hire for your small business here today, LinkedIn Jobs is your best bet. And here's why. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And in just minutes, you can create a job post that will help you find the next teammate for you this upcoming season. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And there are simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire and who you'd like to interview as well. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So make sure you start out your year strong, maintain that with the right team members from LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. What are some of the roster battles we're looking at at offensive tackle? Who are some locks to make the team? And man, I, is there a sleeper or two at this position group? We we listed the guys out. We've talked about the starters a little bit. Cody, I think that there are some locks on this roster, of course. And I think that this position group is relatively set, but there's room for somebody to maybe sneak in. And we're going to talk about that. But before we do from Cody and I, we just want to say thank you to every single one of you that makes Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, wherever you listen to podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, free and available everywhere. And of course, also on YouTube. We're on YouTube. And thank you to you. Mile high salute to all of you that helped us cross that 10,000 subscriber mark. Just awesome that we get to be part of this all together and that we get to now jump into training camp season together. So let us know your thoughts on the offensive tackle position as well. Do you feel more comfortable? now with Mike McGlinchey in the fold are you still a little hesitant are you still a little you know you're not getting quite as optimistic as, as these guys like ESPN who are saying the Broncos have a top 10 offensive tackle duo and maybe a top 10 O-line in general let us know how you feel but Cody I feel pretty good I feel I feel like you know with Mike McGlinchey in the fold I, I feel like that upgrades this position group especially in the running game Garrett Bowles coming back from injury that doesn't get talked about a ton because we didn't really hear of any sort of setbacks at OTAs. sounds like he's kind of full go from that injury last year those two guys are roster locks do you see anybody else behind them being a roster lock this coming season 
That's kind of debatable, right? And to your point about Bulls, yeah, he did look good. He didn't look like he was limited at all in OTAs and mandatory minicamps. So I wanted to put it out, out there for Broncos country. But, you know, looking at these two guys, yeah, they are the evident roster locks. We, we kind of alluded to it earlier in the first segment here that, okay, Cam Fleming, if he's in shape, you know, it's tough to, you know, not know if you're where you're going to sign with an NFL team, but you got to stay ready, right? So for him, there's a difference between lifting weights and staying in good shape cardio-wise, but then there's a football shape is an entirely different thing. And I don't think people understand that in its totality. So he was working on getting into football shape during OTAs and minicamp. If that transitions well into training camp, then yeah, I think that he's probably another lock there because I just don't see right now anybody who is guaranteed to make the roster at the tackle position besides those guys because there are a lot of question marks. And with a lot of question marks, you're either going to find answers or you can even have more questions when it's all said and done. So I think that's kind of where I'm standing. And just remember this too, Sarah. Remember a training camp last year when we were doing the offensive tackle preview? We, we noted the names there, right? Yeah, obviously, there was Cam Fleming who signed late. There was Billy Turner. It was Calvin Anderson. Like, you know what? Hey, there's these three guys that I think we'd all feel okay if they were to get the start for the Broncos at right tackle opposite of Garrett Bowles. And if not, guess what? You have two really good backups on the roster. It's a little different coming into this training camp here considering the outlook of the position, but there is a lot of young guys to keep an eye on, and I think that's where we can maybe find ourselves surprised a little bit come training camp. So let's talk about maybe who emerges as the key offensive tackle depth there, and I'm glad that you brought up the point. You have to look at history with Sean Payton, how many guys he's kept on his offensive line, specifically at tackle, and what type of ability do these guys have? You nailed it when you said swing ability, being able to play tackle or guard is important. Being able to play guard or center is important. And if you can do both of those things, you have more value to your personnel department. You have more value overall. If you're not a starter, you will be a backup depth option. And that's exactly, I think, where Denver struggled a little bit last year. They just didn't have enough of that. And you had to fluctuate with different offensive line rotations throughout the midway point of the season. And Denver had zero continuity, zero chemistry across the board. Because, hey, if you're Lloyd Cushingberry, you know, for the first part of the time, you had, you know, a different guard next to you after – Quinn Miner suffered that injury in week one against the Seattle Seahawks. You had Graham Glasgow playing a little bit of uh, offensive guard, and then he had to switch to center, and then he had a new guy next to him when there was other injuries. It was just a snowball effect of uncertainty at the position. So I think you look at it, I think Cam Fleming can take that step, but I'm really, really curious, Sarah, to see how Isaiah Prince performs during training camp, during the preseason, because I think he has a higher ceiling than a lot of the guys there at the backup position. But then again, there's an undrafted gym potentially on the hands. We've heard a lot of good praise about Demontre Jacobs. We've heard a lot of great praise about Alex Pacheski. And I think that these are three names outside of Camp Fleming that Broncos country absolutely should pay attention to during Broncos camp. I'm excited about this year's undrafted free agent lineman, to be honest with you, because I think uh, I think it was Henry Bird who we'll talk about more in the interior lineman, you know, subject of the, our training camp previews. But he mentioned when he signed as an undrafted guy, he's like, you know, I heard from the offensive line coach Zach Streif, and he said he was also a late round draft pick facing long odds to make the roster, and that really appealed to a player like Henry Bird. So it'll be interesting to see how these other undrafted guys like Pacheski or Demontre Jacobs are approached in terms of are we trying to get them to the practice squad or what are they going to have to do to make the roster? Are we going to see them play some guard throughout the preseason? Because it's kind of like being in a band. You know, Cody, I play I play a few instruments. I do a little, a little of this, a little of that. And I think a lot of times if you're in a band, it's like, 
hey, the more you can do. If you need somebody to step up on the acoustic guitar, go for it. If you can play the drums and kick back there, somebody else plays the acoustic, great, perfect. It's just like that on the offensive line, isn't it? It's like if you can do more, you can be available at other spots. As we saw, the Broncos needed a lot of guys to be available at other spots last year. So certainly you don't want to have to have that, but I think that's what gives Cam Fleming the biggest advantage here. He played both left and right tackle last year. He's played guard in his NFL career as well. So that gives him a huge advantage and he has kind of an incentive laden contract, which is based on playing time. So keep an eye on that as well. It's it's interesting that he would sign that deal. Remember, he took visits to go. I think he saw Jacksonville and Miami. He, he took an incentive laden deal to come to Denver. So I wonder what that's all about. You know, you, you wish you could kind of be a fly on the wall for, hey, we want to give you this incentive laden deal because we maybe see this happening and why he agreed to that. So I, I'm fascinated by that. But I think he has a huge edge unless somebody just comes out in training camp and preseason and is amazing. In which case, I think even your ideal scenario is get these younger guys to the practice squad. So I don't know that there's a ton of battle here unless we see somebody like Isaiah Prince really ball out in the preseason and push Fleming off the roster. It's a great point, Aaron. If we had to pinpoint maybe one sleeper to pay attention to, Broncos, we're going to go with Quinn Bailey because of the fact he can play tackle, because of the fact he can also play offensive guard. It's so important to be able to have that. And Quinn, he is. this is a guy who lives and breathes and eats and sleeps training. He works here locally with Matt Machesney at 6-0 strength. And you've just seen him consistently get better year in and year out. And it's surprising, like since 2019, he's really been one of the main holdovers from a guy who's rotated between practice the squad active roster he's still here alongside other guys like pj Locke. so it goes to show that they see something in quinn bailey he's always kind of been this reliable under the radar guy he's someone i'm going to keep my eye on as well during broncos training camp and broncos country as we always do here on the shows we preview every position ahead of training camp we're going to share our projections at the position who we think makes the team and we're going to share it with you in broncos country we want you to share yours as well before we do that let me tell you about the locked on nfl podcast you make locked on broncos your first listen of the day every single day well for your second listen the nfl season is here training camp is here the biggest storylines around the national football league is camp kicks off this week is important. It sets the table for the 2023 regular season. Locked on NFL has you covered for free wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. Check it out today. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How will the Denver Broncos offensive tackle position play out in terms of who makes it into the regular season? What does the depth look like behind Garrett Bowles and Mike McGlinchey? We're going to share our projections here on today's episode of the show. And Broncos country, as you're listening along, or if you're watching us, make sure you share us your thoughts as well. If you're listening wherever you get your podcast, you can always tweet us your thoughts and Twitter, at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment along, drop a comment in the video down below, like it, and interact with other members in Broncos country for the algorithm. Sarah, I'm going to open it up to you here, my friend, as we kick things off the offensive tackle position. We know two guys who we think are going to absolutely make the roster going into the regular season. How many players do you think the Broncos keep at offensive tackle? What does it look like? Who are your picks if you are George Payton? Well, you know, I think I'm going to kind of go with Sean Payton's history here a little bit, Cody. I'm going to say, obviously, Garrett Bowles and Mike McGlinchey, they're going to make the team. And then I'm going to take one more. I'm going to take Cam Fleming. I'm going to say they keep three tackles 
and then we'll kind of see what the rest of the offensive line has in store. But three offensive tackles sounds about right to me. And then obviously you have three starters on the interior, plus maybe two more backups there, somebody that can play some center as well. So I think you have that eight offensive linemen that we typically see Sean Payton keep. I just don't know if as I, I as I'm looking around this offensive line group, Cody, I don't know that I see more than eight guys at present moment that I'm like, well, the Broncos need to keep all nine of those guys, right? They they can't not, you know, they ha- they have to keep this guy. They can't cut him. I don't necessarily see that even at looking across the rest of the O-line. So I just don't know. I, I don't think that Isaiah Prince is a roster lock. I don't think any of these undrafted guys are roster locks. Even our sleeper, Quinn Bailey, who I agree with you, the more you can do, right? He has played quite a bit. And uh, I, I'm excited for that, Cody. As you can see, my dogs are excited about it as well. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing what this, what these young guys can do. I just don't know if they're going to actually do anything, right? So I, I, I reserve myself on that one. But for now, I'm taking three tackles, Bowles, McGlinchey, and Cam Fleming. I think that's a safe pick and it's kind of a safe path to take. I'm, I'm kind of similar. I've got Bowles, McGlinchey. I've got Cam Fleming. I've got another guy, though, right? But in my opinion, Sarah, this is a guy, bold projection here, potentially, he's not on the Broncos roster right now. Now, Obviously, one thing that Sean Payton has said that I think deserves monitoring, specifically at offensive tackle, is looking at maybe players who get cut by other teams. Maybe it's a scheme fit. Maybe this guy just didn't fit with their scheme, but maybe he's a perfect fit in a scheme like Sean Payton's and Zach Streif's when we talk about blocking I'm going to go with the bold projection that it's going to be somebody, the fourth guy who's going to be the other backup is not on the roster. And here's also the good thing, Sarah. That doesn't mean that these other guys that are on the roster right now won't be in the mix. That's what the practice squad is for. And Denver, I think, can stash one or two, maybe even three guys on the practice squad. And then you have the opportunity to protect them on a weekly basis so that they don't get poached from some other team. To me, I think Denver has to look at it that way. Look, and Sarah, if you if you go with Sean Payton's point of, hey, we're going to go with eight offensive linemen altogether, you need to have good backup on your practice squad. You know, across the board, whether it's interior, whether it's exterior, you have to have that. So that was my projection on maybe how things are going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Payton and the Broncos monitor, let's say, someone from the Minnesota Vikings. Let's say somebody from the New Orleans Saints. I'm sure that... Peyton's got his eye on a lot of prospects there, and I'm curious to see maybe how it all plays out during this whole preseason time. But this is a very interesting position, and I think as training camp approaches, and I think as preseason goes on, you're going to get three games. What is one thing specifically you want to see from the tackle position? I think for me specifically, I just want to see what is the balance. Do the Broncos come out run heavy in the preseason or are they balanced 50-50? And I think if you have a 50-50 balance, you're going to see, okay, how does a guy go from being able to effectively run block on one play and then pass protect and maybe in two plays in a row? I want to see consistency. I want to see the footwork alignment. To me, that's something I'm watching during the preseason play, which is, hey, that's also coming up here in about two and a half, three weeks time. Here we go. I can't wait for that. I I always feel like offensive linemen in the preseason struggle with the pass rushers they're going up against. So a lot of it is, like you said, balance. But I think the thing that's going to stand out the most is can you win in those pass rush opportunities where guys are coming at you? They want to make those plays. They want to get at the quarterback because they're trying to make a 53-man roster. Are you going to be that stone wall that's going to stop them from doing exactly that? 
that's what I'm looking forward most to seeing. I think Cody is really those guys stepping up and and letting players like Jarrett Stidham and, and obviously uh, Ben DiNucci and Jarrett Guarantano getting those guys opportunities to make the team, to to make the best plays, and not just the quarterbacks, but the guys that they're throwing to. Because if your pass rush, if if the, the opposite team's pass rush is getting home against those backup linemen, you're not able to adequately evaluate every other position offensively. So it all starts with having that edge protection and being able to hold up for your quarterback. That's what I'm looking most forward to seeing. And we'll see how it all plays out there in training camp in Broncos country. One thing, hey, I'll be at training camp all throughout the entire time leading up through the preseason. If you're going to attend training camp, let me know beforehand so I can come by, so I can say hi. And thank you for, hey, taking time out of your day to listen or to watch Lockdown Broncos every single day. Love being able to hear from fans. Love being able to get some thoughts on what they're looking forward to seeing. And, and training camp is the perfect place to let that show. And on top of that, after every training camp practice, Sarah and myself will have a recap. We'll have coverage of the biggest storylines going on with the Denver Broncos that'll lead us all the way up through the preseason and then the regular season. Lockdown Broncos should be your daily hub of where you go for all Denver Broncos news, content coverage, analysis, and more when you want something that's objective to the point and gets you the fans involved in what we have going on. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in making us your first listen of the day every single day. For all you everydayers out there, here's what you can expect on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. We talked about the offensive tackle position today. Well, tomorrow we're going to be diving deep into the interior offensive line. Lloyd Cushingberry faces a lot of questions coming into the season. Can he put forth his best season yet as a Denver Bronco? What does the competition behind him look like? And what does the Denver Broncos guard depth look like behind starters Ben Powers and Quinn Miners? We'll dive deep into all that subject matter on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.